Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Think for Yourself, the number one podcast in my mind, hopefully in yours as well. And before we get into the episode itself, this was, I guess you could call it an interview. I don't, I've never really used that word before whenever I've done these with other people. A conversation is what I like to call it, but an interview, I guess, in podcasting terms. But this was an interview, uh, but whenever you're doing something like this, you have to have a lot of patience because stuff just decides to not work whenever it wants to. You know, sometimes it'll get tired and just say, you know what, I'm going a, I'm to a crap out on you. I'm going to stop working. I'm going to malfunction. I'm going to do whatever. So about the first, I want to say, 15 to 20 minutes of this conversation, uh, it was recorded, but then in post-production, it said, F you, Josh, and we're going to go away and we're going to corrupt. So within like the next couple minutes, I'm going to give like a brief uh, summary of what it is that we talked about, and then it'll segue into the actual conversation itself. So, uh, wow, I just lost my train of thought. All right, now I got it back. So, as you guys know, I mean, if you've seen the the cover art, I've said it a million times before, I'm African-American, but a big reason for me doing this is to get perspectives from other people, whether it's black people who see the world differently than I do, uh, white people, uh, people from of like different religions, people uh, different with different of different ethnicities, people who live in different areas, had different upbringings. It, a whole flurry of differences is the idea here. So, <clears throat> the beautiful lady that I was talking to uh, in this episode, she's white, and the goal was to kind of see life from her perspective and in. And look at like her upbringing, how she grew up, and and the things that she witnessed, and her feelings uh, today about how white people are perceived, and what she thinks about all the issues surrounding just racial, I guess, injustice or racial situations in general. So that was the basic idea of this, and it was actually a pretty good uh, conversation. So. Once I get done talking here, you'll be able to listen to that. But, and oh man, this is going to be so hard because it was like 20 minutes of talking that I got to try to break down within a couple minutes. So, essentially, um, what where we started was, and I'm trying to think about this because, like I said, we talked for a minute and I'm trying to put all that back into my brain and then chop it down so we started off with um talking about her like um just her like general views on on the world and whatnot um from her perspective but the ironic thing is that once we segued into like talking about like police officers and whatnot because that's obviously a hot topic is police officers and their treatment toward specific groups of people and uh, the world's, or primarily America's, perception of them. And she grew up having a bad interpretation of police officers. She's been, um, and this is as a white person, she has been, uh, I guess you could say, harassed by police officers, 
um, she was um, taken, I guess, taken in, but it wasn't because she did something like illegal. It was just the police officers were being like just real rude and real aggressive or whatnot um, in regards to her kids. Um, they've had bad experiences with police as well while not like doing anything. Um, you know, just kind of, I guess probably, well, I'll say her son. Her son has had bad experiences with police while just doing whatever it is, just, just being, just, just existing and has had bad experiences with police, not like doing anything illegal or whatnot. And her son is black. So she's white. Her son is black. Um, and her daughter is black as well. I guess mixed is the more appropriate term. Um, she has had issues with police as well. Same situation, not doing anything illegal. It's just they, you know, maybe had a bad day or maybe they have a stick up there. For lack of a better term, I'm sorry, mom and grandma or whatnot. Everybody, but uh, for lack of a better term, you know, it's just then they proceed to um, harass and, and I'm not going to get into specifics because we kind of still talk about it in the actual interview itself. But just her and then the whole the whole family as a whole have not had the best experiences with police officers. But it's ironic because later on in her life, she ended up working for the police department. So that was a, a, a interesting like uh, a portion of the conversation that I wish saved. But I mean, what are you going to do? But. From all of that, growing up with this notion that the police are a certain way, um, you know, set, sets them out to be pigs, essentially, ends up working for them and and worked her whole entire career for them, retired from the police department. So the more that we have segued into modern time, uh, her views on uh, the police and how they are portrayed have been uh, kind of split down the middle in the sense where, yes, both her and I acknowledge that police officers, uh, some of them at least, are not very good at their job or maybe they are within their job but they just have a bad mindset or a negative mindset or maybe they just don't have self-control or whatnot. And there are situations in which uh, someone's life is taken or someone is harassed or, or abused by police and it was avoidable. Uh, and those are things that obviously need to be taken into account uh, tremendously. But then we also acknowledge that there are police officers that are good, and and they do their best to um, you know protect and serve without infringing on anyone's rights or like essentially like killing people. You know they they do their best, and the 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 goal is to essentially have compassion for everybody right so as citizens we acknowledge that man being a police officer is not the easiest job at all but then as a police officer acknowledging that people will probably react a certain way if they feel as though they might go to jail or you know they they um like they're getting apprehended whatever the case may be so you got to be on top of your game it's as simple as that you have to be on top of your game and um and there's no, like I said, there's no, there's no excuse for it. So meeting in the middle on that is something that I've preached a million times before, and it's something that we reiterated in the first half of this conversation. And um, and like I said, it's it's a it's a point that I will constantly emphasize over and over and over again, 
because that's the best way to move forward if people really want to move forward if people just want to brew in their hate and just be pissed off at everybody and whatnot then i mean we can do that as well i don't recommend it but we're kind of already on that fast track um to to you know staying at that 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 place and it's not it's not good but that's just my opinion on it uh we also kind of talked about um what man see this is mm, technology is so uh, so helpful sometimes but then it's so frustrating at the same time we kind of also segued into uh into her life growing up in like the 60s and 70s back when um um her mom and her mom's husband so her mom is white her mom's husband was black um and we kind of talked about like that the um like their upbringing is in a sense and how uh maybe their relationship was viewed at that time uh with her being white her husband being black and how they kind of had to navigate through that um how they had to navigate through that, obviously, with all the, the, the racial BS that people used to give them, uh, how they had to navigate through that to, you know, be married as long as they were, and how that translates into today, where it doesn't really seem like it's left. It just seems like the roles have been reversed, where there are certain people who are always pointing out racial issues instead of just society as a whole letting the issues die out, right? I've said this a million times before. There's nobody here but us. So people in general are the ones who keep racial issues alive, yet we try to um, create legislation to end racism. We try to um, uh, create courses and classes that explain it um, and are, like, trying to teach, like, kids about racism instead of teaching just kids how to interact with each other despite whatever it is that they look like. At the end of the day, it's only us here. If we just change our mindsets or we learn to uh, live to help each other, to be a service to each other, it kind of goes out the window, you know. So, uh, like I said, we kind of got into that. Um, and now that I think of it, in the span of 20 minutes, we really said a lot. <laughs> so I'm trying to narrow it down into half that time. But ultimately, like I said, we uh, the, the bulk of the conversation was was saved, so... You'll get to hear that in a second. Um, and then before I was rudely cut off by um, technological errors, I was pulling up an article from CNN. And I guess I'll, um, I'll look at it real quick just to uh, refresh my memory. Let me go to my bookmarks. So CNN, they, um, they reported this story in which... Uh, in which the this uh, black realtor and this black father and his black child uh, were uh, forced out of a house that they were looking at, looking at purchasing by police officers, and the police officers had their weapons drawn, and it was a, a crazy situation. Um, I'll read more into it. I've already read more into it. You'll just hear it. Um, but... That's the basis of it, and that's what segues us into the actual conversation. So just keep that in mind. Black realtor, black father, black 15-year-old kid told to come out of the house that they were looking at purchasing by police officers. It's not as bad as it sounds. It was messed up. It's a messed up situation if that happens to anybody. But that was the headline. Is that a black, real crap. Is that a black realtor and a black father and his child 
um, you know, we're just looking at a house and then they look out the window and police officers are there with their guns drawn. That was the headline. And that was produced by CNN. I don't like CNN. I don't like uh, I don't like all the major news outlets. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle they're on because they all try to do the same thing. They need clicks, headlines um, to uh, bait people in. Um, a lot of the times it's race baiting. And that's essentially what this was, but you'll hear more about it whenever we actually start the conversation. But uh, that was the headline. It was disgusting what they were trying to do. Um, but that stuff doesn't get past me. You already know the vibes. But that was basically it. So, like I said, the headline is where we start off, and then I talk about it, um, and then we just get into it. Like I said, it was a great conversation, in my opinion. Um, these weren't the only things you talked about, but like I said, it was just within that first half of it. So, doing my best to break it down, but hopefully, you know, you enjoy it. And, uh, and yeah, so... I'll probably end up saying this again, or I think I already have said it again, but thank you so much for listening. This is Josh from the future. So you guys are about to go back into the past. Listen to Josh and um, the beautiful Cheryl Coombs. I already said her name, but she has, she goes by many different names, but we'll just say that one. Um, you'll hear us have a conversation, and, uh, and yeah, it was real chill. So thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. I appreciate you all, and uh, yeah, enjoy. Before I read this uh this thing, technology sucks. <laughs> Does. I, I hate it with a passion. So no, not any more than me. <laughs> I don't know. We might be tied now because this is honestly ridiculous. But the squiggle squiggle squiggly squiggly lines. Squiggly lines are there. So we're doing we're doing something. But uh I saw this thing from CNN yesterday last night oh yeah last night and i got into a little twitter war twitter beef but that's okay um but there was this story that cnn released and i don't like cnn i'm not a big fan of uh any major news outlet like cnn because they all kind of do the same thing um but cnn they they posted something and it's the the headline says a black realtor was showing a house to a black man and his 15-year-old son in a in a Michigan suburb last week when they looked outside and saw police officers surrounding the property with their guns drawn. So I looked at that and I'm like, hmm, that's kind of messed up. Why, if they're just looking at a house, why would all these police officers take time out of their day to go harass these people? That's what I thought, and then that's what the headline wants you to think, right? Um, we live in a society where the powers that be within this country need people to be a part in order to thrive. So That's I, right. They want to divide. Exactly. So I saw that. I saw the headline, and I'm like, divide hmm, and conquer. That looks um, that looks a bit messed up. But let me read the article before I make any like judgment on what actually happened. So the headline will make you think that all these white people had nothing better to do than to just go harass these random black people who are just looking at a house. Turns out that a week prior uh, to those people looking at a house, uh, the homeowner caught, actually a neighbor, caught someone, I guess they call it squatting. Uh, in the in, yeah, in the house. Um, and caught the police, and then that individual was arrested for like unlawful in- entry or something like that into right. the home. So the homeowner asked the neighbors to keep an eye out on the house if they see anything suspicious or whatnot, that they deem suspicious. 
So the squatter, he was black, and he had a specific type of car. So when the realtor got to the house, the neighbors saw the realtor and thought that that was the individual who was returning. Now, I saw a bunch of people in the comments of that post pissed off because of, like, he's just racially profiling, yada, yada, yada. But the uh, the they said that the realtor and the squatter had either the same color car or the same type of car. I think they said the cars were very similar. So because the individual was black and because the car was essentially the same, the neighbor thought that the squatter had returned. And then the two men, the um, the dad and then the 15-year-old boy came to look at it. So the neighbor called the police and said, hey, the squatter's back, and he's brought more Some people. people with him. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's why the police were called, were called. So the police get there, and they um, they come out, and they're like, hey, come out with your hands up. They all come out with their hands up. They detain them. And then when they're getting their information, they realize that there's been a misunderstanding. So the police officers apologize, and they say, hey, I, we apologize for the misunderstanding. And, you know, you're going to go on your way. But we have to do our job based on the information that we're given. That's right. But then they had to release a statement today that says what we did was not racially provoked because they started getting dogged on because they were being called racist for doing this to these black people. So the the point that I'm trying to get at is, um, like, the, 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 the past situations within this country have somehow trickled into modern day at such a level where anything that happens... That's right. It's, um, raci- it's racially involved. Exactly, which is insane because according to the police officers who were just trying to do their job, it was just a misunderstanding. And because everyone complied and everyone was being you know real chill about it, no one got hurt. But what did the, what did the media do? Exactly. So I'm looking... Like I said, when I looked at it, I'm like, wow, that's so messed up. Why would they just pull guns right. or, or like go up on these random black people for no reason but i'm like that's the point that they're trying to do is is no one at least me personally i'm not saying that racial issues don't aren't prevalent i'm not saying that they don't happen but at the scale there's a lot of uh uh like manipulation within like the media and within politicians there's a lot of fabrication there is because they know that they can profit off of these types of situations and like anything that maybe you have experienced before, it's like um, I feel as though today, like something like that wouldn't be reported. But had may, may, let's say that you know, uh, let let's say uh, let's say that like a black man like one like like in at least in today's age, if grandpa was alive, let's say a black man like robbed grandpa or something like that. Yeah, it would have with the with the brass knuckles. Yeah, yeah, somebody. Yeah, so like um. So I guess that's the point that I'm trying to get at is whenever you see reporting like that, like I feel as though people are banded together as communities based on their well, they racial made an standing. They too. Yeah. And, but they want to keep everybody divided. That, that's how they can hold on to people. Yeah. That's how they can do the things that they do because divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep everybody stirred up, everybody divided, and keep everybody at each other's throats. Yeah. That's what everybody wants. That's what the media wants to do. That's what a lot of them want to do. Yeah. So it's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a very, very weird time it is. that we live in because, um, like, everything has to, like, pass a certain, um, like, barrier, certain racial barrier before it's either accepted by society or has to be reviewed see, or whatnot. Yeah, it's kind of weird. With with social media and so many other things, the media, so many different things. Now, there was a lot of things that never 
were brought out back in my time, the 60s and that, when I was growing up, that, uh, that are brought out now. But there's so much with social media and so many that didn't have all that back then. And there was probably more things going on back then than probably, than, well, I ain't going to say than there is now. But now we can pinpoint certain things, whereas back then we didn't because we didn't have all this stuff, the social media, and the media wasn't like it is now. Yeah. So I guess, and they, they, the media really publicized it last year, but how did you, what, what were you thinking last year when all that stuff was going down? So after COVID hit, everyone's going crazy, but then the George <laughs> Floyd situation happens and everyone is sent into a frenzy. Um, for a number of reasons. So as a white person viewing that, what did you think and how did you feel about the like the response to it? As a human being, and you know, I hate it when everybody uses, we, we have to break ourselves down into races. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I, and I hate that because we're all supposed to be one. Ideally. And, and really, you know, I don't know how to, I don't really know how to answer it because it was unfortunate. The man, that should have never happened to that man. Yeah. And it was a it was a terrible thing that did happen to him. And there's this this is an incident where the police didn't do their jobs and somebody's life got taken in the process. And it's been more than one incident. And it's a very sad thing. But how far are we gonna go with it? I mean, unfortunately it happened and the man he paid the price for it. He's going to jail. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, I think he had 22 and a half yeah, years, but there were still some people who aren't happy with well, that. Well, you know, and he, you know, and a lot of people think that the police should be set at a higher a standard. And they are. They're, they're supposed to be the enforcers. They're supposed to protect, you know, and 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 they do, to a, they do, but there are times in this situation, they didn't protect. They took a life. Yeah. And, and then you had the people standing around watching what he did and didn't do anything about it. So to me, they were just, that was just as bad as doing it, you know, what he did because they were involved. It's an, I, I, again, I'm, I have mixed feelings about it because people want to hold on to these bad things and, and it's not, it's not good. Unfortunately, everybody's different. Everybody has experienced different things. Uh, but me personally, I, I have mixed feelings about it. I, it's it's I see I always see two sides to everything. That should have never happened. But it did, and the man he's paying the price for it, and the life was taken, unfortunately, but now you gotta move forward. You gotta keep going forward. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and I guess the well, only let, reason let me go just, for it. this one this one thing, and th- this has really stuck with me. I uh, remember when Martin Luther King and that that's my idol, Martin Luther King. That that man is I admired that man yeah. for what he stood for. He he was he was a type of person that he wanted people to be united. It wasn't just about black and white, it was about being united. And he did have a dream. And all this hate that's in this world, uh after he got assassinated, his daughter went to see um the man that killed him in, in prison, she forgave him. And that always stuck with me. I said, that's what we need to start doing as a society. But you know what? There's a lot of junk in us. There's a lot of hate in us. There's a lot of animosity in us. But 
She got released that day, I'm sure, when she forgave the man that took her father's life. And I, I got I to gotta give her credit for that. I really do. How many people have done that? Yeah. And we want to just keep on, you know, just keep bouncing up and down on the same thing instead of letting it go. And I know that's a hard thing, and I, I'm sure for her it was not the easiest thing to do. Oh, yeah, but the fact that she did it, I admire her for that. Yeah, and we live in this. I don't know if you've ever heard the term cancel culture, but it's yeah. a it's like a it's a era that we live in now, where if somebody does something that is unsatisfactory to society as a whole, then they essentially take it upon themselves. It's almost like a mission to like uh, get them banned on certain platforms or to um, like silence them, or essentially have them go underground for like the rest of their life. So. Um, and I, that, that, in my opinion, is rooted in hate. Because I've seen people say, well, people who aren't okay with cancel culture are just, you know, people who secretly want to do bad things and not, you know, um, pay the consequences for it. But I don't really, me personally, I don't see it like that. And I guess I can I'll ask you how you see it. But me personally, it's just, yeah, there are obviously people out there who do bad things. They have bad intentions. Yep. And... And in, in, in most situations, they are dealt with, but in the in the general sense, like if you say, I guess the quote unquote wrong thing, or if you if you if you do something that is not satisfactory to many people, instead of looking to see who that person is, if they have any room to grow, if maybe they're mature, whatever the case may be, we are so quick to hop on their case and make sure that they are are never heard of I know I know never speak again whatever the case may be so like and and you say you never heard that term before like the that's such an insane cancel culture is the era we live in now uh yeah I've never heard of the term but it's unfortunate that um again that that happened and that the things happen to people and you know it's a, it's a sad state we, we're in right now because, and I'm going to bring this up. You know, I see these commercials on TV about uh, save the seals, save the whales, save the elephants, save the dogs. <laughs> you know, we got, we got these dogs, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, people in China eat dogs as a delicacy. So, Oh, my. Oh, yeah, they do. But the I thing, I guess the point I'm trying to make, we're so concerned about saving a dog or a seal and loving them when we can't even love each other. Yeah. We have a problem with that. We hate each other. We do. But but we're going to save a seal, but we're going to hate each other. Yeah. We're supposed to love each other because, well, Christ died on the cross, and I'm going to bring that up, and he died on the cross. He didn't commit any sin, and he forgave the unforgivable. So, but it would be nice if we could do it. And I know things have been done to me. People have hurt me. Uh, necessarily another race, but people in general, we've all dealt with something in our life. People, people have hurt us. Yeah, people have disappointed us. And in order to to let go, you got to go. You got to let go of it. Mm-hmm. Men have hurt have hurt me. Uh, they've abandoned me. They've uh, abused me. But I still love men. I'm not going to hold against all men because a handful of men did something to me, and I had to forgive them. I had to let it go. Yeah, um, like I said, that's just like I. There have been like situations in my life where I've like held on to some stuff or whatnot, but I don't think 
like the average person understands the uh euphoric feeling of yeah. of like taking something and putting it to the side and then moving on. That's right. And is it is not easy. And, no, and life not. isn't easy. No, so it's I not. so I, I it, it is so infuriating whenever I say something and or I'm like having a conversation with somebody and then they'll bring it up. Well it's not that easy to do. It's not supposed to be no, it's never not. once did I Nobody say said it life easy. was gonna be easy. It's not easy at all. No, it's, it's not the hardest thing you ever it's have to choice. do. It's a choice. Exactly. It's a choice. The hardest thing you ever have to do. So but the thing about it is that it gets easier the more you do it. Like every morning I wake up, I brush my teeth. I don't just do that automatically as though like cuz I could choose to not brush my teeth one day. Now that's, that's right. very disgusting, <laughs> but I've done it so much that it it's is so easy for me to do. Now, forgiving people for doing stuff I don't think will be as automatic as brushing your teeth. No. But the concept is still the same. It's still, yeah. Where you do you you do it it's enough. Not, it's not easy. Because people are going to hurt everybody every day of the year and twice on Sundays, unfortunately. Yeah. But um but like I said, it's just like you only have one life, and in these days you don't get them back. You don't. So it it blows my mind how fixated we are on on hating each other, especially based on our race. Where, and you know what? That when that comes on the inside of you, it eats away at you. Oh yeah. And if you can't forgive and let go, and it's not easy, like you said, but it eats away on on the inside of you. And a lot of times. When you are able to do that, like with Martin Luther King's daughter, I'm sure that freed her when she did that. It freed the person. I don't know what it did to the man she forgave that took his life because she'll never get her daddy's life back again. But she released that when she did what she did. Mm -hmm. And she probably had peace about it afterwards. Yeah. Have you ever been to a rally, Martin Luther King? No. No, I've never been, never, never been to one. But I, I'll never forget. And this, this is this is another incident. I just thought about that. The day he got assassinated, I went to Beaumont High School. Oh, I remember that school. And at the time, well, it was predominantly black, and it was like I would say eighty percent and twenty Caucasian, white. Mm-hmm. The day he got assassinated, it came over the radio. We had all in the trophy cases again. <laughs> Here we go with the trophy cases. Oh, they just all keep following the, you. In the hallway. All these kids started overturning these trophy cases. Glass breaking everywhere. They went on a rampage. Do you think Martin Luther King would have went for that? No. He was about peace. That's what I admire about that man. He would have he would have not I mean they would they would just they rioted the whole place. But that's not going to bring that man back. That's not going to do anything. All it did, uh, they got they they released their anger. They were upset, but that wasn't the way to do it. Yeah, that's not the way he would have wanted. No, it and to that's go not. Down. He was about peace, and that's one thing I loved about that man. That he was arrested how many times? But I mean, glass was breaking. I got scared. I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, the. Uh when the Michael Brown situation happened, I was in yeah. eighth grade, and it was at the start of the school year, yeah. and people started rioting, and they uh, canceled school for like the first week and a half, two yeah. weeks, and I'm like, I'm like, at that time, I'm like, what, That's 13, yeah. 13, I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'm terrified, because I, I know, cause I'm like, I can't even go to the bus stop, because, you don't know yeah, what's going to happen, exactly, so they canceled school for like two weeks, I'm like, wow, this is, this is but some this real is the way, stuff. what people they run on their emotions. Well, I'm going to feel this way, so I'm going to do it. 
no matter what the what the you know the outcome is, I'm going to do what I feel, and this is the result. But Martin Luther King, when I said, "Oh my God," I mean, I just watched glass break and trophies going. I actually did not know what was going to happen, and that man—that's not what he stood for. That's not what he was about. Yeah, I, it's just, it's um, I think uh, I think the what you just said makes a lot of sense in 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 regards to emotions because if you if someone were to go to a Martin Luther King rally. They'd be sitting there and like agreeing with them or whatnot, like and just thinking he's like the greatest person in the world. But then turn around and and like and and do something else. It's like I don't know what it will take for someone's words to be so powerful that it resonates with someone when they feel as when they feel some type of uprising that is about to occur. Because as great as Martin Luther King was, I don't hear anybody referencing him whenever. Um, you know, they go out because people protest and that's fine. America was built on protest. And he did. That's he protested, exactly. but he did it. Yeah. That's the but way it, he did it. But when it overlaps into rioting no. and then and then rioting like in the name of like uh, like these other people who right. have come before you as though that's what they would have wanted or uh, or doing it because you don't like a certain group, like a certain group or a certain race right. based on this one incident. It's. I don't know. It, it, it's like, I don't know if there's anybody whose words can be that powerful to the mm-hmm. point where it, even after they're gone, it still hits people like, like in the face, like crap, before I do this, is that what this person would have wanted? Especially if I respect that person. Exactly. As much as I possibly and, and that's why I admire that man so much because of what he stood for. Yeah. And not a lot of people, not a lot of people stand for that anymore. Yeah. They really don't. But I, I admire the man. He he's he's one of my heroes. He really is. Did you get have dinner with him? Would you? I really would. What did you guys I, talk about? Uh, about Jesus. <laughs> where would you take him if if you could have dinner with Martin Luther King in today's society? Where would you take him? Applebee's. I love Applebee's. <laughs> That's my go-to. No, I take him to Red Lobster. Yeah, I take him to Applebee's. Oh, oh, what is the how, how do they call it? The uh old whole town. No, I don't know how they say it. Old hometown place to eat or something. I don't know. Anyway, I would take an Applebee's. I just have to get that on the top of my head. Was Applebee's a thing back then? I don't even think there was an Applebee's back then. I, there probably was, but I don't remember them there being any. I don't. I don't remember. I wonder if there was a Red Lobster. I don't remember I Burger Chef. I used to eat there all the time. Burger Chef is that <laughs> like uh, Steak and Shake? <laughs> no, you go in. They have salad bar and everything. Burger Chef. I remember that. Did you make your own burger? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. You put everything you want on it, yeah. So Subway for Burgers. Yep, Burger Chef. I used to eat there a lot in my first marriage. That's all we we ate at Burger Chef. Interesting. Maybe that's why I like burgers now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got my uh, burger liking and then my (laughs) needing to change my room around every two days from you. Oh, you probably did. Yeah. You probably did. But it's... um, I don't know. I think it's really cool, though, now, especially in today's society where... You know, you're white. I'm. Well, I, I feel as though people think I'm white whenever I talk on the phone. I talk on the phone. I've been told a lot of the times that I sound like a white person. Yeah, well. But I, I've been. Oh, I'll never forget this one incident when I was working for the police department, and I had to uh, take reports over the phone. And I asked this man. I said, uh, "So I asked him what his race is," and he said, "Really? Well, I had. I had to do that. That that was part of it. And I mean, they didn't have to answer. They didn't want to. And I told him, I said." 
I said, well, yeah, what is your race? He said, I'm the same race as you are. And I said, what is that? He said, black. I said, okay. Oh, my goodness. So on the phone, I guess I sound African-American. Oh, anyway, wow. I said, I had to laugh. I said, well, you got that one wrong <laughs> because that's not. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've, every single time I've talked to somebody and they, like, and they tried to, I guess, assume what my race is, it's always been white. Right. So I guess we should probably, uh. Switch identities, so right. I'm white and then she's black. Right, and we'll even though like I've that. been called that, I'm part of the group, and now I even sound that way. Exactly. So, well, you're around black people all the time. So. Well, yeah, I've been pretty much raised up in it, but <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that I'd, particular one was funny. But uh, I don't know. It's just, it, did you ever think that? And I know that, like, like we're family members, but did you ever, when when you were growing up? I I don't think that it was, it was like this at all. I don't. Were, would you be able to sit in a room with like somebody like in a format like this and have a conversation with a black person? Like, in, was it like more frowned upon? No, I was able because we in our group we had we had, we had a mixed group that we hung out with. But I'm talking about like in society in general. I I have to imagine that it was. I was a little radical back then too. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a hippie, but. I was a little radical, you know. Oh wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I uh I might have, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind going back to the if if you could pick any time period to go back to, which one would you do? I would love to go back to the sixties or the eighties. I don't know if I wanna li- relive the sixties. I don't I would just wanna go forward. I don't know if I wanna go back and relive any of that. You wouldn't want to go back to like the eighteen uh, hundreds? There were some good things in there. There was you know, I, I don't think I just wanna keep going forward. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love to go there back to the. There was aspects of it that yeah, it was okay. I just want so to go to to like to just to see it, like not necessarily to live it out, because I couldn't imagine. There was a lot going on back then. Yeah, but I I love to just kind of witness it, like from like a, a distance, and then like travel back whenever I could, because <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Because even back then, if you were considered like one sixteenth black, like you were you were. Like white, white right. as can be, but they still considered you one sixteenth. Like you'd still be a slave, or or some variation of it. So, um, I like I said, I would just, I would, I I don't want to say it in the sense that it's like great, but I would love to go back and 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 just witness that to really see, especially so I can understand people's concerns today. Because I've said this a million times before. I think compassion is the thing that we are missing the most. Oh yeah, in the sense that we don't. Acknowledge the fact that like people go through in like different situations because everybody is different. Everybody's so, different. Just because like six black people have claimed or, or have felt as though they've been oppressed primarily by police officers, I can't sit up here and say that I've had that same situation because any time I've had an encounter with a police officer, it's, it's been always like been yeah, it's always been everybody's friendly, different. always been cool. But then at that same time, it's how do you, how do I as a black person navigate through society and just kind of just kind of be me, you know, um and, and do what I do and not necessarily not 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 necessarily subscribe to one notion because I I haven't lived that. Right. Like like with uh um the whole situation that happened with uh with uh god. We'll call him Frank. We'll call him Frank. Frank? Frank. Yeah. Whole situation that happened with uh with him, where he was like waiting outside, and and when you were in the store, and oh. it's like, yeah, and it's like, 
I can't. You can relate to that. Exactly. But then it's like I'm black. So by default, I should, right? No. Because because growing up, I'm taught to believe a certain thing and to um, maybe vote a certain way or whatnot. And I, and that's the, the goal, at least of this, is to break that mold. Where maybe I haven't experienced that, but that doesn't mean that I have to maybe live with a specific mindset or not. Right. That's 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 very, very dangerous, especially if people claim that they want to move on and move forward from And from unfortunately he he's uh he he's experienced more than one episode like that. Yeah, I I, I we've I think we talked about that a yeah. few times. I don't I don't remember specifics but I know he's And I don't know why of, because he in all them times he hasn't done anything. And I feel like we can insinuate why. Because Racial, like I said, like we just said earlier, racial problems are still prevalent. Yeah, they are. They still They're are. Prevalent. They still, they still happen. They still. And you occur. know what? It all is, is all based off of sin. Yeah. We live in a sinful world, and because of sin, this is this is the result. Yeah. And racism is a result of sin. Like and it's it, it's insane how and, we are people. Yeah, we we believe we are we are so different and, and based the, on the color and of our this skin. This is what I don't understand about racism. Everybody's going to get a we're going to get a group together and we're going to abolish racism. You're not going to abolish nah. racism because it stems from sin. As long as you're in this world, you're going to you're going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a committee together and to abolish something that's been existence for a very long time. Yeah. And I don't think racism I mean it it, it involves so much. It's just not to me, about race, it's about so many other things. Yeah. Look at how women are treated sometimes. Oh yeah, sexism, a lot of isms. Black women, white women. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk about. We were talking about how the the Jewish people were treated. Mm-hmm. Eleven million of them were annihilated by one man who thought he was better. Exactly. Kids, women, children. I mean, uh, uh, men. I mean, they were lied to, manipulated, all all yeah, the above. I'm, I was talking to my son about that, and I'm like. 11 million. That's 11 million? Yeah. Like, I went to high school with, like, two, almost, like, 1,500 kids. And we'd be in the, the gym, and that seemed like a lot. <laughs> that compared to 11 million. million that's, like, a, a small state. I knew it was a lot, but I had no idea it was 11 million. That's, like, a small state. Yep. And that's insane. And as, as um, as... As I guess, what am I trying to say? As messed up as the whole situation was, I feel as though a lot of parallels can be drawn into today's society, where what what Hitler used and the the way he yes. executed it was right. insane. He lied exactly. He used all these different techniques, yeah, to corral a bunch of people yep. to believe a certain narrative, and they and that, did. And that's happening today, but it's exactly. more along the lines of. Of like fear and whatnot, in the sense that uh, that's right, fear. Yeah, because the the narrative for black people is that white people are hunting us down. Yep. Contrary to what the facts say. Now I, I I'm not I'm not a robot, so I'm not gonna just list off a bunch of numbers. I know that doesn't resonate well with 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 most in the conversation. Not me, at least, because at after a certain time it just gets boring. But they're important to bring up every now and then, where the 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 notion is that white police officers are killing unarmed black men at such high rates. Only 0.2% of black homicides every year on average are from white police officers killing unarmed black men. But the narrative is that black people are under attack, especially unarmed black people, by white police officers. And where are they getting this information? Exactly. But they, but the, the, the fear is it's what there. makes it feel real. Yeah. So you corral all these people oh, yeah. to fall in line and, and act like a certain way. Exactly. Them. 
Yeah. Same thing. They're using the same technique. Exactly. So it's and um it's different groups of people. Mm-hmm. But it's this um I don't know. It's I don't think you'd ever watch Batman with me. Would you ever watch Batman with me? Sure. <laughs> Why wouldn't? Because there's a scene at the end. The whole movie, the second movie. Oh, you're talking about the movie. I'm talking about yeah. the, okay, the yeah. series. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Batman, the Batman, the Dark Knight. Did have I, you ever seen that movie? I can't remember if I have or not. We have it on. I think we have it on DVD. Do you? Yeah, but like the the reason I love that movie so much is because oh, I'm a I like Batman. But the 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 real life parallel that I can draw from it is that the bad guy, I guess you could say, in the movie, the whole movie is just him controlling a bunch of people based on fear. Him getting on an intercom or him like hijacking the news and just saying a couple of things. Wow. And getting people to kill each other and to and to rob each other and to do all this stuff while he's just sitting up somewhere just chilling. Just watching it all unfold. Wow. And I'm like, that is exactly what, what I feel as though well, is happening. What's going on right now? Yeah. Where um where where something happens and like I said, the powers that be within this country, whether it's the news, the government, they get a hold of it immediately. And then they get to work. Like the the article that I read to you, the headline, yeah. they they got to work immediately. Where the headline says, and I'll re- reiterate it, a black realtor was showing a house to a black man and his 15-year-old son in a Michigan suburb last week when they looked outside and saw police officers surrounding the property with their guns drawn. Now, the media getting a hold of that makes it look just like, like that's what actually happened. Yeah. And they don't provide any context. But... The you can tell it worked because if you look at all the comments, someone said that is so traumatizing and avoidable. We must not allow these things to happen ever again by creating safer methods. Also, they all need uh, to be compensated financially for their trauma. Uh, uh, oh, let me. There was some else. Welcome to being black in America. Come on, my fellow whites. Tell tell us who America. Uh, Tell us who America is not a racist country. I don't know if that sentence makes sense or not. Overall, overlook, daggum, I'm sorry, this is Twitter. So there's a lot of, like, uh, like lingo or whatnot that isn't a coherent sentence. It says, overlook all the racist crap that happens on a daily basis. Then it says, if you're tired of hearing about racism, imagine how tired some people are of experiencing it. So all these people are just calling these officers racist, and they got to come out with a with a well, statement says, yeah, "Hey, that, chill out, because we're not racist. We were just called." They never talk about the, the uh, things that officers do that are uh, the bravery, and I mean they lay their lives down every day, and especially I don't know when I worked for the police department, a lot of uh, people would go on these uh, uh, like a lot of salt thirds that happen between uh, mates and. And boyfriend and girlfriend, they they would go on these, and you, you take your life in your hands when you go on these because some boyfriend is beating up his girlfriend, and they're got an argument, and it could be to a wife and a husband, but a lot of times they don't know uh, what they're walking into. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's situations. It's just like anybody else. The firemen they lay their lives down every day. I mean, policemen, yeah, policemen. I mean. Heaven forbid if we didn't have police, because we'd have the wild, wild west. Look in New York. They defunded the police crime I mean, shot up like a freaking rocket. That's what I'm rocket. saying. I mean, if something does bad happen, who you who do you call? Social worker. You don't call Ghostbusters, do you? <laughs> you, 
you do you call the police? <laughs> Imagine if you call the police and they say, you know what? Uh, call the Ghostbusters. Gotta, yeah, exactly. Call the Ghostbusters, or we got to send you to voicemail because we right. don't have anybody available right now. We don't have anybody. I Leave mean, a you message. can't. We can't live in a society uh, unless it's police because this is the way the world is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to have to deal with it. And unfortunately, there is some out there that are corrupt and they do some underhanded stuff. But unfortunately, hopefully the majority are not doing it because all of us are still here. And, and I don't think they are. I think that's the notion. Yeah. Is that they yeah, are. Sure. But like, I've met so many police officers in my saying. life. And yeah. almost yeah. 95% of them have been white. And they've all been like extremely nice. And I'm not saying that that is the, like, that is the, the case across the board. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not patting anybody on the back. But, yeah. but they do. They do lay their lives down. And you don't know what, what they have to deal with when they go out here, especially in the society we live in now. Yeah. They don't know what they're going into when they go on a call or when they go out here on patrol. You, you really don't know. They don't, you can't, you, you're, not, you're going from a standard that you don't know anything about because you're only going on what your side sees. But maybe we should all have a ride-along with a cop every day to see what they really have to go through. That actually be very... But you know what? It's a mindset. It's because, again, I go back to how I was treated by a cop one time, and that's set in my head, and I never forgot it. And I I called them pigs. I said, I'm that pig. (laughs) And that that was the term that you used back then. We called them pigs. I think that's still prominent today. Well, yeah, but, boy, back then it was... But I had a bad experience. But not every experience is like that. Because then <laughs> I ended up working with them, and I found out that wasn't necessarily the case. <laughs> Man, freaking, uh, <laughs> you, you know who Colin Kaepernick is, right? Yeah. Yeah, the guy, he wore, a, he wore a, what was it, like, I think maybe like a year or two ago, he wore socks with, uh, with pigs on them, and the pigs had police hats. Yeah, that's insane. Or, but we're I mean, supposed to respect the government. We're supposed to respect those who are above. And, and not only, we can't control what people do. But overall, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be the ones, do just do your job, let them do theirs. And, and at some point, there's a screw up. I feel as though any time there flawed. has been. Yeah. I feel as though any time there has been that it's been, addressed as as best as possible especially this whole chauvin case they arrested him and got him off the force within a week and that is unheard of for police officers because you have to look into it even if there is a video you have to look into it to like see if like excessive force was necessary or not or whatnot there's a lot more that goes into it than just like investigating two civilians so the fact that they did that within a week was very very quick and and there were still a lot of issues with that, but it like it gets dealt with, right? But yeah. but I think the 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 idea is that it's going to be eradicated. That is not possible. No, there were there will be bad stuff that happens, and, and it's, it's going to continue. It's not going to stop exactly because we live in a society that's flawed. And it, as and long it's as sinful. we're here, there will always be bad stuff. There will, that and and you're not going to find and I. We're going to get rid of this racism. We're going to get a committee together, and we're going to sit down and talk about how we're going to take care of this. Well, you can't do that. Eh? No committee can do that. No. How long have you been working on this? Since day one? They're wasting a lot of time. You know they're putting – do you know what critical race theory is? No. So critical race theory is a, is like a topic in school. It's normally taught in law school. And um, it's essentially a theory that – that insinuates that like racism is an inherent part of our country and it 
has made its way into today's society and the 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 course i essentially teaches um like how those are still prevalent and how we operate with each other and whatnot um based on these racial entities so like let's say if you're like in school or something like that let's say i'm 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 black so let's say i'm in school and like my test scores are lower or whatnot but then a white kid's test scores are higher this is like a basic example but critical race theory can use that as an example as to how maybe a school system is racist because uh, it's inherently built within the system to benefit white people over black people. So then you start to adjust the, I guess, the skill level, if you will, of that that entity. So basically what it does is it teaches people that there is a specific group that was racist and that they funneled it into this country and it's still here today and that's a that's a course that's taught at a collegiate level for people who are going to law school they're now putting in legislation to teach it at uh all levels so uh high school i think middle school and elementary school are on that list as well so you're going to be having kids learning about why the country that they live in is racist and how uh like all the institutions that that are in this country, if there is a significant disparity between the white people and the black people within that like that group or whatnot, then that is a result of racism. And it's insane because, like I said, I told you the other day, when um when um when they came into town and um and I was playing the game with with Liam and yeah. he's and and um I shout out to my cousins. Hi, hi guys, um. But when when they came into town and I was playing the game with him, this is a ten year old kid, and he's asking me all these questions about like um, like hey Josh, like like why does like my life not matter? Why is like the news saying that my life doesn't matter? Like uh, like if I if I said this, would it be racist to you? I'm like, dude, you shouldn't even be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. You should just be like having fun as a kid, interacting with other kids, right? But you're coming to me, talking to me about, like, if you say this, is that racist? Or why you think your life doesn't matter because of the messages that are portrayed in right. the news? I'm like, are you absolutely kidding me that you want to teach kids about something like that? You don't just want to teach kids how to be around each other, how to enjoy Interact each other. with each other. Exactly. And racism is a thing, yes, but trying to teach a course isn't going to eradicate it it's not it's just you no, have it's to, not as because people, again racism is because of sin exactly it's because we're in this sinful society because we're living in a in a in a we're flawed yeah. we flawed we came in flawed and this is the result of it yeah. and that's the many flaws that we have not just racism but many other things yeah so i just i don't know i'm like man you are 10 and you're asking me these questions. Like, you should not be asking me these questions. Now I'm answering them. I'm like, like you know, just this is what the situation right. is. But, like, like I'm like, come on now. Like, they're, I don't know. It's, it's starting to, it's starting to become real. Where it's like, people genuinely think. Because it's, it's so weird to me how this country is so racist. Yet the institutions that we talk about the most are institutions in which black people are dominating it. Yeah. Whether it's entertainment, music, uh, athletics, 
um, even politics now. There are so many black politicians. We just had a black president. Um, all all of these these entities that that people that black people are thriving in. Right. We have a. I guess she's black vice president. I don't know if she wants to identify us today, but like all these entities, if you believe that those are racist and you need to tear them down, well, then that means you need to go down with them. But a lot of right. people want to tear it down to build themselves up. A lot of these influencers or these pro- like these personalities, they want to tear it down because that's what builds them up. Like, hey, this is racist and we need to change it. But the more they say yeah. that, the more they go up. Yeah. I told you the other day, when Colin Kaepernick, if you want to protest, I don't have an issue with that. But once you start crossing the line and, and, and constantly saying that all like like black people are oppressed, yada, yada, yada. Colin Kaepernick signed a $20 million deal with He's Nike. The more he? he tries to tear down the meritocracy, the the more he his merit goes up. But people follow him and believe it, and just like LeBron James. Yeah. Oh, I love LeBron as a basketball yeah. player, but I can't stand when a microphone gets in front of his mouth because I'm like, dude, you just got done playing basketball for 48 minutes. You probably made more money no. than a lot of people will ever He's make in their lifetime. He's not oppressed In 48 minutes. He's not oppressed. In 48 minutes. I saw a thing that, do you know who Stephen Curry is? Well, he's like, like him and LeBron are like the two most popular basketball players in the world. I saw a thing uh, that said, because Steph Curry just signed a new contract with the NBA. It's like 200 some million dollars over like the next four years. They broke down how much money he makes in certain increments, like every second, every minute, every hour, whatever oh the gosh. case may be. In in one hour, Steph Curry makes about six grand. Oh six gosh. grand. So whenever me, you, and my mom went out to eat that day, the other day, <laughs> we were there maybe like an hour and a half-ish. In that time, Steph Curry made probably shy of $10,000 oh with us just sitting there. So I'm like... I'm like, everyone goes through different things. Yeah. But to blanket the entire community and to believe in that this is what we all experience or for white people, this is how all white people are. Mm. Like, are you serious? Are, are you serious right now? Like, we can't we can't grow from that if, if, if that's the way that we're going to treat each other. Nope. So, I don't know. It's weird. Very, very weird. Yes, it is. But... Yeah, I just um, we have to keep going forward. Yeah, and it's it's not easy, but it's necessary. It is. Yeah, all the 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 best things in life aren't typically easy for no, you. No, they're not. Relationships, health, whatever. Yeah, we all we finances. all get treat. We all go through things. We all get treated a certain way. Uh, it might not be uh, with racism, but it could be some other things. Yeah. I mean, we get hurt. Yeah. Get back up, dust ourselves off. And you and do, and you got to keep on going. You really do. Yeah. I have to convince myself to do that. Yeah. And me and me and Billy were talking about it. Um, but like I said, the great thing about our family is how di- like like diverse we yeah, are. Yeah, we are. We black very people, di- white people, we are. a whole bunch of people in this yes, family. Yes, we so do. So it's, it's, it's good to see both perspectives and, and, and be able to experience life with both it sets is. of people to then realize that, man, we're just all people at the end of the day and no one here really cares about the race of the person next to them. That's right. So, I don't know. I just, maybe we should have a reality show. Have the, <laughs> yes, we should. We're not perfect, but see the have the world see the diversity. That's right. Yeah. So, everyone's invited to the cookout. There you but, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah. So, yeah. Have any 
last uh, thought. It's kind of late, so I'm kind of getting well, sleepy. Well, I'm just, I would pray and hope that, that people would try, I know it's not easy, to get along with one another because um, we don't know how long we're going to be on this earth. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. Uh, God made white, black, Asian, Indian, Arab, all of us he made. So we should all do the best we can. And I know it's a struggle for some, and hopefully it won't have to be. But I just pray that one day, I'm like Martin Luther King, I had a dream that we all would be able to live as one. I know I didn't word that the way he would, but that's basically what he was saying. Yeah. He was about unity. He's about all of us living together under one roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I pray that 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 we go forward, not that maybe everybody's going to be on a bandwagon with it, but hopefully some will try to get on that wagon and we can make a difference. Yeah. my I, I admire him as well because I don't think I'd have the capacity to have that dream. My dreams are like trees coming alive and chasing me and and like like the old lady from madagascar wow, like breaking into my house and <laughs> beating me up with her purse oh my goodness and, uh, shout out to martin luther king <laughs> yes yeah but um but yeah i appreciate you for oh. doing this with me well i i'm thankful for being here yeah i enjoyed it yeah so it's pretty cool pretty cool setup we yes. got going on there <laughs> yeah and uh and eventually we're gonna start moving into video so i'm gonna have you come back and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be on here so okay <laughs> but yeah i uh i appreciate you so much high five we did it high five nice <laughs> i can see you're getting a little are, are you sleepy it's kind of late i'm hungry hungry okay i got you <laughs> well uh we're gonna skedaddle on out of here I know but that, um, that didn't help anyone yeah <laughs> yeah i'm kind of hungry too okay. i got a pizza waiting on me so but yeah thank you so much for listening i appreciate you all i love you here I love you all. Wow. I was about to stutter right there. I love you guys so much. White, black, Asian, um, Hispanic. It doesn't really matter what you are. If you're a dog, if you're a, a cat listening to this, um, whether, I don't know, anybody, anything, anyone. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Sure. What you want do you want to say? Sherry, Sherry, Sherry Kumos. Sherry sure. Kumos, Sherry Kumos, everybody. Sherry Thank Kumos. you so much for listening. And, uh, yeah. Bye. Catch new episodes of Think For Yourself anywhere that you listen to podcasts, that being Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more that will be linked in the description on whatever platform you're on. Also, subscribe. It takes like two seconds, and it's free, and it lets you know whenever we release an episode so that you never miss one. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening, and yeah, bye.